Welcome to the TJI Preaching and Ministry Podcast, your source for all things preaching and ministry from the Jenkins Institute. This is your host, Jonathan Sanford, and now your friends, Jeff and Dale Jenkins. Hey folks, we welcome you to the Jenkins Institute Podcast of Preaching and Ministry. This is Dale Jenkins, and I'm with my brother Jeff today. How are you, Jeff? I'm doing great, Dale. It's good to be with you today. I think you almost got that title right. Oh, just I'm getting close. We'll get we'll get it eventually. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, are you uh, are you you have any kind of jet lag? I know you're trying to get jet lag or something like that. I'm working on it. Uh, just got back on uh, Friday evening from a a wonderful week down in Cuba, um, part of a. Uh, Cuba National Lectureship for Preachers in the Church last week, about 200, more than 250 Cuban preachers present. Dale, the church in Cuba is doing great. The work in Cuba is growing, and um, 147 congregations of the Lord's people in Cuba, and uh, we had a great, just a great week down there. A lot of wonderful young preachers in Cuba. It was great to get to be with them. Well, that is, that is so good to hear. And it's so refreshing when we hear, whether it's uh, correct or not, uh, when we hear about uh, stuff going on in this country that that is uh, discouraging people talking about how the church isn't doing well to see, uh, A, the church doing really well in other lands, and B, uh, that the gospel is always powerful wherever you take it. Yes, it is, Dale. And talking about uh, the church growing and doing well, as far as we know, there might have been 500 Christians in Cuba 10 years ago, and today there's more than 5,000. So, so the church in Cuba is growing. And, and there's a lot of, as you know, too, there's a lot of exciting things going on in the church in, in our country. I also yes, just got back yesterday from a wonderful workshop down in San Marcos, Texas, called Focal Point. Um, several hundred preachers and church leaders present for that uh, workshop and um, Wayne Jones and the, the folks from the University Church in San Marcos are doing a great, great work through Focal Point. This was, I think he said, year number seven, maybe for them. And it's a growing workshop and, and uh, a lot of, again, a lot of young preachers present. Very encouraging. And you'll be heading out in a couple of weeks for another trip. I know a big one. Well, actually, just from today, less than one week today, we'll be going over to Israel uh, to uh, take to help lead a tour to the lands of the Bible and uh, look forward to that 10-day trip and uh, looking forward to that. Now, this will be what trip for your fifth trip? To you? I think this is number five, yes, to, uh, fifth trip. We go every two or three years to Israel and to Greece and looking forward to uh, maybe not ready to make the announcement yet, but we're going to have oh, Go ahead, might as well. We're, going, we're, we're kind of planning... <laughs> Trying to plan a trip to take a group of preachers over to Israel next year, uh, 2017, through the Jenkins Institute. But uh, we can say more about that later. That's right. That's a little little bit of a hint, anyway, about what's coming up. So, Jeff, um, we've heard, I heard a statistic, I don't remember when I heard it, it's been 20 years ago, probably, that we're losing 600 preachers a year in Church of Christ. And and uh, I've tried to run down the source of that. And about uh, three weeks ago, somebody told me the source of it. And I thought, hey, that's great. I'll look it up. So I contacted the guy that the guy had told me was the source of it. And he said, 
I don't have a clue what you're talking about. I'm not the source of it. So I've still not found the source of it. Don't even know if it's, if it's accurate or not. But regardless if it's 600 or 300 or three, uh, we're, we need to be on the upside and not the downside of that number. We don't need to be losing a net of preachers. We need to be gaining more men who will preach the gospel. And I wanted us to spend some time today, Jeff, talking about how we can encourage young men to preach. Well, Dale, those those figures have been, like you said, thrown around for years. I, I can remember, uh, I think it was around 1982, uh, I remember seeing a an article that somebody wrote. I had just begun preaching full-time uh, after graduation from college, and there was an article a guy wrote that said, we're losing 400 preachers in the churches of Christ in America each year. And so those numbers have been thrown around for many, many years. And Jeff, like, you know the problem with that number, don't you? If we're losing 400 a year, that was 30 years ago. That means in 10 years, we'd lose 4,000. In 30 years, we'd lose, uh, I'm not great at math, but that'd be right around, what, 12,000. And we don't have that many churches of Christ. And there aren't that many preachers in the brotherhood. Uh, we'd be at zero right now. Well, of course, they what they said was that we were we were replacing a lot of those back back. That's what they said at least in 1982. I think it was that we were replacing a lot of those with graduates and and people coming in. And uh, I think even back then, our schools there were more guys who were graduating who were going into full time uh, preaching. And so, but but you're right. I, I I do believe those numbers are somewhat uh, all of them, whether it's 400 or 600 or 300, whatever you hear. I think those numbers are inflated. No doubt we we have any number of preachers who pass away every year, any number of preachers who retire every year, any number of preachers who decide they want to do something else every year. So who knows exactly what that number is. But uh, like you said, we would much rather be on the upside uh, rather than the downside, regardless of, of the reasons or the numbers. So, Jeff, in your experience, uh, where do most of our preachers come from? Well, you know, Ultimately, um, uh, I think ultimately all the preachers that we have in the church have come out of churches. Uh, ultimately, a lot of them go on and they receive training, uh, special training in preacher training schools or are in Christian universities. But uh, ultimately, it comes back to local congregations. And if you want to say even more ultimately than that, it comes it goes back to families. Right. And, so um, um, most preachers, in my experience, through the years, have probably come through local local congregations. I think you're correct. In fact, I heard a college president say a few years ago that uh, we can't train preachers if you don't send them to us. Now, again, as you say, ultimately, every once in a while, there's a young man that will go to uh, college of Fried Hardeman or Harding or Faulkner, one of our Christian colleges, and while there they will change their major and make a decision to preach. But even then, ultimately, they've had a, a strong influence from uh, local churches or whatever, or somebody that's converted later in life that maybe didn't grow up in a strong congregation that, that or didn't grow up in the church at all, and they may decide to preach. So, so you know, but, but yeah, really, we uh, bear a huge responsibility when it comes to uh, training preachers. And, Jeff, our, 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 uh, our uh, poll we're doing this week on the, the research arm of the Institute is in asking preachers how they made the decision, what influenced them most to preach. And uh, the two highest numbers so far 
are 37% said another gospel preacher and 18% said their parents. So a little over 50% were influenced either by parents or by another preacher. And we would assume all those would be through a local congregation. And so uh, over 50% of our preachers come from local congregations. So Dale, before we get too far into, we've got a list of reasons here we want to share. And I think since we're talking this podcast primarily about preaching and ministry and heard mostly by preachers, I think that number one statistic, that 34% uh, speaks very highly and it not only speaks highly, but it speaks volumes to those of us who are preachers. What do we need to be doing? And so before we get into this list, I, I just want to mention that um, over the past two weeks, being in Cuba and then being in South Texas, um, the first part of this week, I've been very, very encouraged, not only by the young preachers who are currently doing the work, but by the men who are who are training to do the work and the ones who are considering uh, preaching yesterday, Dale, I, I taught a class, a couple of hundred preachers in it, and there were uh, on the front row, there were six uh, young men, probably ages 11 through 18, and they're all thinking about being a preacher. And so they were brought to this conference by their preacher or by somebody in their congregation. And so, again, it goes back to the two key areas, you know, uh, uh, families and preachers and, and congregations. So let's start, Jeff, with that. How can we encourage more young men to preach? Well, you know, this may be one of those things that somebody listens and says, well, that goes without saying, but uh, I don't know that anything goes without saying anymore. And I would say the first thing is that we do it by encouraging young men to preach, by letting them uh, hear us encourage them. Hey, you ought to think about preaching, or we'd like for you to think about preaching in your life, or, or this is a great way to, to use your life for the Lord. Dale, don't you think that, um, you know, sometimes when we present uh, statistics about, you know, we're losing 600 preachers a year, we're losing 400, uh, preaching is tough on people yeah. that, that um, at least um, uh, maybe unintentionally we're painting a bleak picture. And if I'm a young guy and I'm sitting out there in an audience or I'm reading an article or a post or a blog or something, and I hear all of that, I'm thinking, well, why would I want to get into something like that? If every story we tell is the gloom and doom or the how poorly we're paid or how bad we're treated or how hard this work is, and yeah, who's going to, nobody's going to look at that. Man, that's what I want to do in my life. And, yeah, and so so the idea is that we, we, we do talk about the need, like you said, and we encourage uh, the need for young preachers and for preachers, but we need to paint it in the positive light that, that we believe it is. Yeah, and, and, and you, well, I like that you said that we believe it is, because if we believe it's a miserable life, we're going to reflect that into the lives of the people we're around. But if we believe it's a great life, and, and we live it as a great life, and see it as the joy and glory it is, have the opportunity to stand before people with God's truth and to share God's message with people, and we, we make that attractive to people, there will be young men that will see that, and they will be drawn to that. We might say to somebody who, who isn't uh, happy about their, their life as a preacher and who doesn't feel good about it, to try to, uh, you know, don't, don't make that public knowledge, especially when they're young men in the audience, you know, you know, yeah. because uh, uh, we're trying to, 
to, if your goal and your idea is you want to strengthen the church and you want to make things better for yourself and for other preachers, then, then don't, uh, don't drag the church down in a, in a public way. Absolutely. And I'd say second, Jeff, if we're going to encourage young men to preach, uh, we need to pray about it. Um, there is, uh, we believe that there's great power in, in our prayers and, I think uh, prayer does something, uh, I know it does something with God, but I also think it does something with us. Our prayer increases our awareness and realization of what we are doing. And so when we're praying about, you know, uh, little Dustin and we want him to preach, then, you know, we're thinking about him and, and uh, we have that, it puts that in the front of our mind and it carries it before the throne of God as well. Yeah, so... If, if we believe this is a problem in the church and we're concerned about it, why would we not spend a lot of time praying about it? And, and why would we not pray even as preachers and encourage leaders and men in the church who pray to pray that maybe in our home congregation, some young men will come out of this congregation who will have a desire to, to be preachers of the gospel. And wouldn't that be marvelous to have, you know, when an elder gets up to lead a shepherd's prayer, that he would pray that there would be some young men in this congregation who would who would grow up and have a, a strong desire to be a preacher. You know, the Mount Juliet congregation a few years ago, and that's where my son Philip works and David Shannon is a preacher there. A few years ago, they celebrated their hundredth anniversary as a congregation. And David thought, hey, you know what'd be neat would be have all the young men who were trained in this church to come back and uh, who grew up here, all that are out there preaching, and let each of them have a part in the service, or let each of them talk about the time that they were there and what influenced them. And he said, we started looking, and he said, in a 100 years, we could not find a single young man who had trained and decided to preach while he was at that congregation. And first of all, that's kind of sad. But second, he said, we decided that we're going to change that. And I think this is important for us to think about, that if we, when we begin to pray about it, when we begin to, begin to encourage young men, when we begin to be proactive, instead of whining and saying, oh, there's nobody who wants to preach, we say, all right, we're going to make it a goal. We want to train five young men from this congregation in the next 10 years who want to go out and preach the Word of God. Right. Yeah, that's, that's right. So we spent a lot of time praying. Dale, another thing I would add to the list, I think maybe number three, you mentioned praying was number two. Um, I, we're, we're talking to preachers today, um, primarily, and so I would say to preachers, all of us who are preachers, that we need to, to be willing to take the time to talk to young men about being a preacher. We need to encourage them. We need to uh, pull them aside and visit with them. Uh, uh, maybe, you know, maybe take some young guys, uh, two or three young guys out with you when you go visiting somebody. When you go to the hospital, uh, let them see that you're 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 a uh, uh, a regular kind of person that you're not some strange kind of individual uh, and you're not up on a pedestal, but, but that you're, you're a regular person, take them to the visit the hospital and, you know, go buy them a, a milkshake or something after you get through, let, let them see you in real life rather than just a man who stands up there in the pulpit all the time. And so be willing to talk to them about it, uh, encourage them. I vividly remember, you know, as a, a young boy, Brother Gus Nichols coming into our home, and and I can recall vividly him wearing that big ten gallon Texan hat and and a boot, and he he would say, "I hope you grow up to be a preacher," and that made an impression on me. And I wonder how many times we do that to young guys today. All right, number four, Jeff, uh, and this gets a little more 
uh, direct, and that is you don't have a training program in your congregation <clears throat> that encourages young men uh, to learn to preach. And if you need to lead that, then then you lead it. But uh, And maybe it's not a year-round program. Maybe you take a month every year and you devote it to it somewhere or another that you, that you have a proactive way of training young men to preach. I know y'all have uh, your preacher training camp. Dale, we're, we're about to host, I think it's your 14, our 14th annual preacher training camp coming up this summer. <laughs> and last year we did a little, uh, tried to do a little calculating on it. And we think that there are 15 young men uh, who have become, who have come through the preacher training camp through the years who are now in full-time ministry. And uh, we're, we're extremely grateful for that. And that was kind of the purpose from the beginning to encourage young men to go into full-time ministry. And so we'll have 75 young men present this year, the third Sunday in July, and they'll have an intense week of study. And some of them will make their first speech they've ever made and put together their first sermon they've ever put together. And so we encourage you if you've never done a preacher training camp or have a desire to contact us, we would be glad to share with you information about what we do and how we do it. And we know there are other congregations that do it and have done it well. well and then there are programs like last to leaders and, and there are other programs and you may say, I don't, don't have the manpower to do a preacher training camp and we don't like last leaders. Well, we're not saying you have to do either of those or any of those, but if you're going to encourage young men to preach, you need to have a way in which you train them and let them get a taste and see what preaching is like. And Jeff, that'd take us to what I think is the next point. And I'd say we need to, uh, number number five on our list, uh, give them opportunities to preach. Uh, uh, Jeff, when, when, when did you do your first public speaking? Well, it was probably my first public speaking the first time I ever did anything was probably on a Wednesday night at devotion at my own congregation there at Woodlawn. Woodlawn congregation, they rotated the young men in and out, and I guess they did that year round. Uh, I was probably, I don't know, 12 or 13 years old, maybe even younger than that, the first time that on a Wednesday night, uh, they, I was asked to do the invitation, and, and man, I, I, I put as much time in that as I would in a full-length sermon, you know. It's, it was it was quite an event, and and then every time I got the opportunity to do it, what a thrill. Uh, and, and it meant something to me to have that opportunity, and I learned some things even then. Sure, and, and Dale, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be, even even in a Wednesday night devotion, why not Why not have a, um, you know, have, have a young man come in and do a little five-minute talk in a Bible class to adults or something, or start out with doing it to teens or something like that. Just find a way, figure out a way to give them opportunities. I think that's the big key there. All right, Jeff, moving quickly on, uh, number six on our list, or seven, I think it's six on our list, and that is, and I think this is so very vital for us, and that is to build healthy families, because if, if Jeff, uh, our preachers are coming not just from local congregation, but even more directly from specific families, then one of the things we can do to help encourage preaching is to build strong families that love and revere the church and that respect the preaching of the word of God. That, that's exactly right. So, um, and, and we, we oftentimes hear about uh, young men who preach because they were raised in preachers' families, but some of, some of the best preachers I know did not grow up in preachers' families. And so yeah. you, don't, you don't have to be a preacher to raise a preacher. Uh, you don't have to be a preacher's family to, to have a good, strong family that, where you can 
encourage your, your young men to be preachers. And so we need to emphasize and encourage uh, building strong families. And, and we probably would help if we talk to fathers uh, that we see young men who have potential or who, who we think would be preachers to, you know, encourage your boys to preach. Okay, Jeff, I think we have time for one more and you might have others, but uh, what else you got? Dale, I would say, and, and we, we alluded to this, maybe touched on it briefly, but I would add it maybe as a separate category, and that is to be a good example. If, if I'm a preacher, um, again, it's not just the message, the, the, um, the audible message I deliver about, about preaching being a good life or uh, not saying the negative things about preaching, but being a good example. And again, not just a good example in the pulpit, but maybe even primarily outside of the pulpit. How do they see me in real life? Uh, what, what do, uh, am I the kind of person who is always negative and sour and bitter and down on life and down on the world and down on the government and down on the church? Uh, you know, if, if that's the way I, I exist, uh, you know, I, I can see some young guy thinking, well, why would I want to be like somebody like that? I remember Brother Franklin Camp talking about uh, some of Paul's writings and saying our purpose is to beautify the gospel of Christ. Sure. And that is true of every Christian, but it should be true. It may be even much more of those of us who preach the word of God. And uh, so, so be a good example. Don't, uh, don't mess up in such a way that people look at your life and say, well, why would you want to live that life and have their life that messed up? Now that doesn't mean you live a perfect life, but it does mean the effort is there to try to live a life that is the example of what a preacher should be. Yeah, and, and not Dale. I would add also not just um, uh, not just not you know not messing up, but uh, what is your general attitude about life? You know, are you always sour and you always seem like you're down and and uh, you know? Um, sure, we all go through tough times when when we can't be up on the top of the world, but but we need to to show our brethren and particularly young men that we think might make preachers that uh, God gives us a joy in our life that allows us to transcend even when we go through difficulties in life. Yeah, if you always look like you're just coming back from a funeral all the time, that's probably not going to be the kind of guy that's going to encourage others to preach. Well, you I might have another idea. Say, I thought you were going to say a funeral or an elders meeting. <laughs> You went there, huh? Yeah, I did. I All did. right. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening today, and uh, we hope in your congregation you'll do your part to encourage young men to preach. And, uh, Jeff, you got anything to add as we wrap up? I think that's all, Dale. And uh, if if I get to talk live to you next week, I'll be talking to you from uh, right next to the Sea of Galilee. And I hope I get do get to talk to you live. If I don't, we'll do something recorded. That sounds wonderful. We'll look forward to it. Folks, thanks for joining us. If you have show notes or show ideas you'd like to share with us and to help us with, send those to the Jenkins Institute at gmail.com. And until next time, we wish you God's very best.